Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Rundown presented by the Minnesota Daily. I'm your host, Nolan O'Hara. Last week, Brendan and I discussed the Gophers' upcoming matchup against Michigan, more so from the Gophers' side of things. So I thought this week we can focus more, more on Michigan. Um, so Brendan's back again. He's our football beat reporter. How's it going? Enjoying the snow? Uh, no. On Tuesday, I just kind of hunkered down in my apartment, got some stuff done. Took a nice uh, nap. Snow is good for napping and uh, staying inside, not outside. How about you, Nolan? Yeah, I stayed inside for the most part and then realized I needed to get my snow <laughs> off the car. So uh, so then I decided to drive over here to the office and hang out here for a while. But that was about it, trying to avoid it as much as possible. Good deal. Yeah, and, you know, last week we kind of started, started off the podcast by talking about the rankings and uh, – whether the Gophers were positioned accurately. They finished the season ranked 10th last year and were 24th last week in the rankings. They were 25th when they first got in there. Um, but not playing has worked for Minnesota and the rest of the Big Ten. Uh, every Big Ten team moved up in the rankings uh, from their spot last week. And then, f- so for Saturday's matchup, that means Michigan moved up from 19 to 18 and Minnesota has moved up from 24 to 21. Brennan, do you expect to see this jump right before the Gophers game? Yeah, I think so, just because, one, there's a lot of movement kind of towards the bottom of um, the polls and rankings um, every single week. Usually, um, unless if there's big matchups or big upsets, uh, people will see um, the top uh, five, ten spots kind of stay true to what they are, maybe a a little bit of movement. Um, But what uh, some rankers will say is that, once you get down towards the bottom, it's a little bit harder to rank um, some of those teams, uh, 18 through 20. And then on top of it, uh, teams like Louisiana, um, not a traditionally uh, a school that's traditionally ranked in the top 25. They had a couple wins they lost last week. Tennessee, a team that um, hasn't been doing well um, in previous seasons, they were ranked and then they lost last week. So they uh, fell behind the Gophers. And then Auburn also um, was upset by South Carolina. So if you look at it nationally, it does make sense why um, Minnesota did move up a few spots, even though they haven't even played a game yet. For sure. I thought one interesting thing, too, is I don't know how closely you looked, but did you see Wisconsin was tied for 14th with North Carolina, I believe? I did not look that closely. That's actually uh, pretty interesting, and you're right. They are tied. I can't say I've ever seen that before in the polls, but thought that was something interesting to note. They moved up. They were at 15 last week. Um, and last week we also talked about, you know, some of the question marks for the Gophers and some things that they'll be able to do well this season. Um, I think we pretty much came to the conclusion more or less that the defense is the biggest question mark after losing Carter Coughlin, Thomas Barber, Kamal Martin, and now Tampa Bay Buck star Antoine Winfield Jr. But, you know, Michigan does have some question marks as well. Um, they're starting a new quarterback, Joe Milton, this year. Brendan, what have you heard about Milton, um, and what can the Gophers expect from him leading this Michigan offense? So in the press conferences that uh, the Gophers have had um, this week, Milton has been one of the um, talking points. Um, Coaches have been asked about um, what to expect from uh, Milton this uh, coming week. How difficult is it to prepare for him? 
Um, just a little bit of background on him. He was a four-star recruit coming out of high school, so obviously um, coaches thought uh, the talent was definitely there. Um, he didn't really play much um, his past two years uh, at Michigan, um, made it into uh, seven or eight games, um, had a few passes, one for a touchdown. He threw two interceptions. That was a question mark. Um, and Joe Rossi, defensive coordinator for the Gophers, was asked, um, do they think there's some things that they can exploit against uh, Milton? And really, uh, Rossi was kind of uh, differential um, to that question and basically just said that, you know, Milton hasn't played that much, but that doesn't mean that um, what we've seen from him in college is what we're going to get on Saturday night. Uh, Rossi expects um, a much better um, product and um, from Milton just because he's had a little bit more um, time to uh, look at uh, his own film, um, kind of improve uh, some of his flaws in his own game, and then prepare specifically for um, this Minnesota team. And also, he's gotten into some games where the games at that point were pretty much decided whether Michigan was winning or losing those games. So uh, Rossi also kind of said that it really um, those highlights might not uh, paint a true picture of Milton. Uh, but overall, a lot of people have said that um, he had a big arm coming out of uh, college, uh, high school rather, um, and had a big arm. So... Uh, you would expect to be a, a talented quarterback, but again, with a little game experience, you're not quite sure what you might get. Right, yeah, and like you mentioned, there's not much for the Gophers to look at on tape there, which will be interesting to see if Michigan tries to trick them or something early in the game. And under Harbaugh, they haven't had that much success at the quarterback position. Um, it's been kind of one of those things where Michigan fans are hoping – they get somebody who can give them the lift over Ohio State, and it hasn't happened. But they have had some talented running backs, and they have two really young rushers who led the team last season who will be returning in Zach Charbonnet and uh, Hassan Haskins. They combined for over 1,300 yards and accounted for 15 Michigan touchdowns. So with the new quarterback but two experienced but still younger running backs – what do you expect from Michigan's offense overall? Do you think it'll be a run-heavy Saturday? I think that's probably the easy prediction to go with. Um, obviously, depending on how confident um, Michigan is in um, Milton uh, heading into the first game of uh, the season, uh, you could see him um, throwing a little bit more depending on how confident they are. But just something to kind of keep in mind going off of last year, in 13 uh a 13-game season for Michigan. Ten of those games, they ran the ball 30 or more times. And in seven of those games, they ran the ball 40 or more times. They weren't necessarily still one of the most run-heavy teams in the Big Ten, but they uh, those numbers still show you that they're uh, definitely dedicated uh, to the run game, even if they're not going to be as effective. Um, they were eighth last year in yards per game at about 151 um, in rushing yards uh, per game. Uh, throughout the season. So I would assume uh, that they would lean on the run as well. Um, another important note about their offenses, uh, they are losing some receivers in Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, who left the program, um, and then Nico Collins, who actually opted out of the season. Um, two receivers that would have been good playmakers uh, for Milton. So again, if Michigan doesn't feel like they're as confident in Milton's um, playmaking, at the beginning of the season, and they still want him to build some chemistry with the receivers. 
um, then they might uh, just lean on the run more. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they kind of are able to do with that, with with losing those receivers and having a new quarterback. Um, but on the other side of the ball, it won't be an easy game for Michigan either. They'll have to contend with the Gophers offense led by, you know, Tanner Morgan, Rashad Bateman, Mohamed Ibrahim. And we've talked about it before, but despite losing some of the players from last season, like Rodney Smith, like Tyler Johnson, the offense still is in pretty good shape this year. They return their offensive line. They have a really good number two wide receiver in Chris Ottman Bell. And of course, like I mentioned, we still have Tanner Morgan, Rashad Bateman, and Mohamed Ibrahim coming back. So with all that being said, what do you expect from Michigan's defense? What do you know about them? Do you think they'll be able to slow down Tanner Morgan and the Gophers? Yeah, I think um, one thing that's really important to note is that uh, Gophers players and coaches have really this week um, had high praise for um, Michigan's defensive coordinator, Don Brown, and um, just all of the different things he brings to the table um, in a football game defensively. Um, some of the things uh, to highlight that they've brought up is how aggressive um, their schemes are, are and then how different um, their uh, looks are from play to play. Sometimes um, they'll give uh, the opposing offense just a variety of different um, defensive formations, um, whether they're uh, stunting from uh, certain sides uh, of the uh, defense, um, whether they're kind of playing back in coverage. Um, and again, what uh, Coach Fleck has said is that Michigan, despite, you know, they might have some other players that have opted out, but um, they're a blue blood university um, that has a national footprint and that they have a lot of solid players that they can kind of plug and play and that they're still going to um, get solid production out of them. Um, but in terms of Minnesota, they still have guys who obviously played well, like you had uh, just said, in Morgan and Ibrahim and Bateman um, on the offensive side of the ball. And I think the question, can they slow down um, Morgan and the Minnesota offense? I think the answer would be yes, um, but it really comes down to if those different um, defensive looks from play to play um, confuse uh, Morgan uh, either – uh, at the line of scrimmage pre-snap or um, after uh, post-snap and if uh, Morgan's confused. And you'll be able to tell uh, visibly if Tanner's holding on to the football um, a little bit longer than he would want to when he uh, drops back on a pass, if he's taking a lot of sacks, if he's throwing into um, double coverage. Those would be kind of some things uh, to note that um, he might be a little bit more um, confused uh, by that defense. But um Again, those would be some ways that they would slow them down. Uh, but again, it's going to be tough uh, for them to do so. You mentioned like an aggressive Michigan defense. Do you think the Gophers can expect a lot of pass rush or do you think they'll kind of try to key in on the run more? I would assume that they're um, going to uh, bring a lot of uh, pass rushes just because um, like one key thing that uh, Fleck brought up was having two uh, defensive ends that he expects um, to make um, the NFL and be highly um, picked players in the NFL draft. Uh, so I would assume pass rush, but they just kind of bring pressure constantly. So it doesn't matter if it's first down, second down. They'll probably key on in on the run on some plays, but then obviously um, kind of bring the heat on um, more uh, uh, telling uh, pass uh, passing downs, which might be like a third and eight or so. 
For sure. And, you know, last week we talked about, too, how there's some gopher um, players who are still on the fence. um, Mentioned Philele on the offensive line. Has there been any update, any news in that regard? There hasn't been any update or uh, news. Um, PJ was asked about it in one of his um, press conferences this week. And he just, uh, at this point, he's been asked about it a couple of times uh, during the preseason um, and has declined to comment at that time and said at a later point he would probably comment on um, players who had already made decisions to opt out or opt in publicly. Um, and he's just uh, decided now that he's not even going to um, talk about it just with um, uh, HIPAA laws and not sure exactly what um, he can and can't talk about. Um, so right now I would assume, um, as would others, that uh, since there is no news about him um, not playing, that he is going to be suiting up this uh, season and he'll be on the field on Saturday night, but something to keep an eye out for just in case. Yeah, definitely will be something to keep an eye out for, especially as far as stopping that Michigan pass rush. But yeah, sounds like a, a lot of coach speak from mm-hmm. uh, from PJ there. Yep, definitely. And um, one kind of development we've had this week that at least I certainly didn't expect was the weather. We got like eight inches of snow yesterday. It's supposed to snow again tomorrow. Um, I didn't. I saw that it wasn't supposed to snow on Saturday, but who knows at this point. So I guess we have to go over this one already. Um, do we think that the weather can play an impact, and do we expect it to make any impact on this game on Saturday? I think the weather might play a little bit of an impact. Um, I think it'll be enjoyable because it kind of just reminds you of um, just mid-season uh, Big Ten football uh, for anyone who is a college football fan. Um, we're getting a kind of mid-style, uh, mid-season style football game uh, right at the beginning of the season, which I think is definitely exciting. Um I think what will probably impact the game a little bit more than the weather, but the weather could still be a factor depending on how uh, cold or how windy and um, if there is uh, snow. I think one factor that will play a huge role in this game is it being the first game. And these coaches have had a few weeks now of sitting at home uh, on Saturdays or having um, their early morning or afternoon practices and then they get to sit at home and watch all these other conferences, the SEC, Big 12, ACC, play um, some competition and have seen some kind of um, some good things from uh, some teams, some explosive plays. Obviously, if you watched Clemson, you saw a big uh, score there. Um, but you also see big mistakes um, from some of these other teams. And I think what some of these coaches, um, after watching those few first first few weeks of um, this odd season are probably going to um, be more conservative, especially if they believe in um, the running game. I think they're going to try to limit um, mistakes, um, limit turnovers, um, not put uh, their uh, their own defenses in any um, difficult situations. So that's what I would expect too. And the weather would just play into it just because if the wind's whipping all over the field, no one's going to be wanting to throw um, deep out routes or uh, deep passes. Right, and I think if it's going to be snowing again on Saturday, I don't think too many people will be wanting to throw the ball either. But, you know, just thinking about it, this is obviously a delayed season, but I don't know if you remember the Miami-Ohio game a couple years ago 
It was like 90 degrees. It was like the second or third game of the season even. And here we are, first game of the season. We already have a ton of snow before it. Yeah, I had a picture pop up uh, for a memory of uh, it was October 20th, about three years ago. And it was just nice and sunny. And I was riding my bike and I was just uh, in some green grass. And now obviously October uh, 20th, uh, 2020, uh, I was cooped up in my apartment. No sun just a bunch of snow <laughs> right it was just like you got all the snow a week ago i was playing golf and i was just talking to you it's like we should play some golf sometime but now here we are yep no more golf in uh 2020 yeah it seems like that season has ended but you know just to wrap things up here what do you think is like one key for each team like what could one te- what could either michigan or minnesota do to you know increase their chances of taking home the little brown jug and starting the uh the eight-game Big Ten season 1-0. and Sure. I think keys are pretty similar for both teams just because I think um, both teams will be kind of um, similar in mindset heading into the game, um, not, ter- not wanting to turn the ball over, uh, limiting mistakes, uh, things like that. Um, for Michigan, I think their biggest key is staying on schedule offensively f- throughout the whole game. Um, you look at uh, three of their um, losses last season – one was to Wisconsin. Uh, if you look at that score, it was not um, close. It was about 31 uh, to, I believe, 7 or 13. Um, then they uh, played Ohio State. Ohio State ended up uh, scoring two touchdowns in all four quarters, uh, got up, uh, scored 56 points. Um, so they kind of got ran, ran out of the building in that one. And then in their bowl game against Alabama, um, they had the lead for a little bit and then just couldn't hold on. Uh, so I think for Michigan, it's – staying on schedule offensively, making sure that um, they're not putting their defense um, in a bad spot as well, and they're uh, still putting up points. For Minnesota, I think what will be big for them if they're going to have success against an aggressive defense is get your playmakers um, the ball and just get a bunch of them uh, involved, whether that's obviously Rashad Bateman, Chris Ottman-Bell at the uh, second receiver slot, We've talked about Muhammad Ibrahim in the backfield, but there's other guys um, that in that running back room that could step up, whether it's um, a guy like Trayson Potts that Coach Fleck has mentioned as someone who's not only a good runner, but a good receiver out of the backfield. Um, maybe, you know, they didn't uh, have as much, um, you know, production in the passing game, but maybe it's a tight end that um, gets involved a little bit more. So getting a, a lot of different um, guys uh, the ball, um, letting Tanner uh, throw quick passes if there's going to be a pass rush coming in quick. Do you have a final score prediction? Thirty-one, twenty-three, and I'll go with Minnesota. I think I'll go twenty-seven, twenty-four, Minnesota. All right. I think it's going to be a tight game. I'm I would excited. Agree. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for it too. Get some football. It's going to be cold. It's going to be. Uh, pitch black lights are going to be on and it's going to be on ABC. It'll be a fun time. Yeah. Nationally televised on ABC. So everyone be sure to watch the Gophers on Saturday. And if you want to hear more, or read more about Gopher football, you can check out a newsstand around campus where we have our season preview edition. It came out on Wednesday. In previous years, we've had one of these for each Gophers home game, but this year we aren't printing, unfortunately, because of the pandemic. And we are only doing one. So be sure to grab a copy of it. Um, It's a really fun preview with a lot of good information about the Gophers this season. 
Brendan, as always, thank you so much for joining us. Have a good rest of the week and enjoy the game on Saturday. Thank you, Nolan. Appreciate it. In other news, College Game Day is returning to Minneapolis for the Gophers' first game of the season against Michigan. The ESPN pregame show visited Minneapolis for the first time ever last year on a snowy Saturday when the Gophers took on Wisconsin in a game that decided the Big Ten West Division. They chose an earlier game this year, but they'll still get the snow. Gophers quarterback Tanner Morgan and Gophers receiver Rashad Bateman were named to the Big Ten preseason honors list. The list features 10 Big Ten players, five from the East and five from the West, and is voted on by members of the media. Minnesota and Ohio State were the only two teams with multiple players on the list. This week, the Gophers baseball team is hosting a virtual scout week. The team is unable to host scouts on campus this fall, so instead they've put together this, compiling highlights, statistics, and analytics of the 2021 draft eligible players in a virtual format. The Gophers softball team added Megan Dre to its roster. Dre transferred after three years at North Carolina, where she played as a utility player. She'll provide flexibility to the Gophers lineup with experience at both catcher and first base. That's all for this week. Remember to check our website, mndaily.com, for all your news regarding campus, and tune in again next week to get the weekly rundown on all things Gopher Sports. Thanks for listening.